You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM. I'm Marasia. We're speaking with Mark Locke, creator producer of Beyond King Tut in Vancouver, to talk about the exhibition and the immersive experience that takes guests on a journey to one of the greatest discoveries of all time, marking 100 years since the discovery of King Tut's tomb. Good morning, Mark. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. What a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Can you tell us about Beyond King Tut? Sure. Um, you know, I had the pleasure to do the artifact exhibit uh, many years ago, the actual artifacts from Tut's tomb. And those artifacts are now back in Egypt and probably will be there for my lifetime. They're building a brand new museum. And as, as you mentioned, uh, the discovery of the tomb, some say the greatest archaeological discovery of all time, is something that we're celebrating with National Geographic. This is the 100th year anniversary And, uh, you know, when Howard Carter, the British archaeologist, along with his Egyptian team, when they finally broke through into the tomb and someone asked, can you see anything? And he said, yes, wonderful things. Well, those wonderful things were the only intact tomb discovered to this day, meaning the things that the Egyptians left inside over 3,300 years ago were still uh, in the tomb. Now, with the artifacts being gone or being back in Egypt, we thought, well, what better way to celebrate it with the archives, the photo, the video, uh, the film, and the academic oversight of National Geographic. And we think we put something together quite spectacular. You know, these large immersive exhibitions uh, that some of your listeners are familiar with, Van Gogh or Monet, they focus on a single artist, and they're beautiful. But this is really more of a storyline, a beginning, middle, and an end, starting the exhibition with the discovery of the tomb, but also getting to know the Boy King a little better before you, you head into that large, immersive experience. And you are the creative producer behind this exhibition. Can you tell me the vision you had for and what you wanted people to take away from the experience? Well, you know, it's, it's a great question. There's so many things, I, I guess. But I, I hope visitors have that same sort of sense of discovery that, the, uh, that Howard Carter and his team had when they made this discovery. You know, he, he searched for many, many years, and uh, some said that it was a futile search. And when the discovery was made, these objects, these pieces of history uh, that were part of the Boy King's life uh, and also meant to, to be with him in the afterlife, those objects were spectacular and still are. And now we're seeing them in a whole new way, you know, with the technology available, with the large projection uh crystal clear images, seeing objects that were maybe small and tiny he could hold in his hand, and now they're large around you in, a, in this big immersive room, along with the storyline that I mentioned. Uh, I just hope that visitors have that same excitement and that same sense of discovery. So Beyond King Tut is not an artifact exhibition. It's an immersive projection experience that takes you to the time to the world of Tutankhamun. Can you tell us what makes this experience different from having actual artifacts on display? Well, uh, and I would never say that uh, it would replace seeing artifacts. You know, whenever, mm-hmm. whenever any of us have the opportunity to see a real piece of history, it's, it's a, a moving and important moment. Uh, but I found out doing both shows now, that uh, the large immersive type show can bring you, in many ways, closer to these objects than, than you can if you walk right up to a glass case and see them uh, inside. So for me, it was really a challenge, our whole team, a challenge to make sure that not only the, uh, the artifacts were represented in a beautiful way and the amazing, um, uh, the amazing photography of National Geographic, 
But also the difference, I think, uh, from other immersive shows is something we just touched on, that storyline, that beginning, middle, and an end as you make your way through this, uh, this experience. And the exhibition is filled with history, stories, photos, drawings, and diagrams. How big of a team was there to make this all happen? Boy, it was a large team. In fact, we discussed many months whether we were actually going to do this. I know I was not going to do it without National Geographic. Um, you know, it's um, not to be too uh, dismissive of how exhibitions can be done, but, you know, you could get Getty images, meaning online photos, and go to Wikipedia and, I suppose, put together an exhibition. But the, the history of National Geographic, not only their photo archives and video and film, like I mentioned, but their work in Egypt, which is happening as we speak today. You know, they've got a large team in Egypt working on a DNA uh, study of the mummy of Tutankhamun. We're all very fascinated with this, uh, with this young king, nine years old when he became king, died when he was uh, 17 or 18 years old. So we're fascinated with his death. We may never know what caused his death, but we may know some of the reasons behind it. Um, and then you ask about the team. Boy, once we made the decision that we were going to go forward and we felt it was uh, something we could do uh, a, a, a very wonderful job with doing this show, we put together a team of video producers and exhibition designers and graphic designers and uh, audio experts and video experts and uh, scenic builders. Uh, the list really goes on and on. It was a huge team, uh, and I was very, very proud to be uh, part of that team and lead that team into something that I think is uh, is groundbreaking as far as an immersive experience. It's all worth it in the end. <laughs> and <laughs> the journey at Myong King Tut takes you through different rooms and experiences. Can you tell us about that? Sure. As I mentioned, uh, there are nine different galleries, if you will, or rooms or experiences. And we thought it was important to start everybody at least with the same uh, base knowledge. So that there's an introductory film. You, you walk in theatrically into Howard Carter's tent there at base camp in the middle of the Valley of the Kings. And there's a five-minute film that gives everybody the same starting point. So whether you have a great deal of knowledge of ancient Egypt or just a little bit, or whether you're six years old or 80 years old, you kind of all start out at the same point. And then when the door opens, the door into his tomb, and you make your way into the first gallery, there are these wonderful photographs that were taken 100 years ago, uh, black and white photographs. This is more of a traditional approach to an experience, but these photographs are so, so spectacular, the way the discovery was documented when Carter entered the tomb. The last room of the tomb, or the, the third room of the tomb, of the four rooms that he entered, was the burial chamber, and that has painted walls, the only the only room in the tomb with the painted walls. So we've done that in a projection. Uh, not only do the walls surround you, they move around you. You're taken to that, that moment of the funerary process, the mummification process, and then the work going on in the tomb today. Then you meet the boy king uh, in all his glory, his family. Uh, we show you the family tree. Uh, you know, his father was very famous. King Tut maybe would have gotten lost in the pages of history, if it wasn't for this amazing discovery. But your listeners and the visitors to the exhibition will certainly know his family. And then, like I said, we, we talk a little more about the, the, I mentioned just previous, the mummification process. You know, we're all fascinated with mummies, and ancient Egyptian mummies in particular. So this kind of preparation of the body and preparation of, in this case, the young king 
and his journey into the afterlife. You know, the Egyptians believed that there would be a journey that would be not an easy one, and you'd be judged along the way, and there would be monsters and, and serpents along the way that would be in your way before you reached um, the uh, paradise, if you will, or everlasting life. Uh, and then you make your way into the, uh, the immersive room, and that's done in three chapters. That journey into the afterlife is done in animation, much like the ancient Egyptians uh, sh- uh, told stories through illustrations. It's done that way. And then the objects come alive around you. When you see the gold mask that many of your listeners are familiar with, when you see that rise from the floor and tower above you two stories high, it's that sort of spectacular moment where the objects come closer to you uh, than I think uh, they, they can even in real life in some ways. And then, you know, so many people have, have come up to me over the years and said, you know, today is not, it, today, uh, uh, I, I, I'm here to journey to Egypt. I may, may never make it to Egypt myself, but today is my journey to Egypt. So we take, uh, visitors on a journey today, whether it's a hot air balloon above the pyramids or down a marketplace in downtown Cairo or walking down the colonnade of columns at the temple at Luxor. So you've got a very kind of, uh, uh, if you can't make it to, to Egypt this week, we bring <laughs> Egypt to Vancouver in the exhibition. That's awesome. And if anyone wants more information about this event or to buy tickets, where can they go? Well, uh, as um, you may have mentioned, we're at the uh, Vancouver Convention Center East. Tickets are available, although they're going fast because we're only there a short time till January 8th. And you go to beyondkingtut.com. And that will give you all the information about the show. We also have this amazing VR experience that's a part of our VIP package. So everything you need to know, including ticket sales and hours, at beyondkingtut.com. And Mark, is there anything else you would like to add before I let you go today? Well, only that, you know, I I, I look forward to coming back to your wonderful city. I was there a short time as we set up, and then when we had our opening day, I was just so uh, overwhelmed with such a gracious and, and uh, the hospitality shown to me and my team was overwhelming. I'd only been to Vancouver before. It was a short visit, but uh, I was so happy to visit. I felt so welcome. And uh, as I see people at the exhibit, they're also welcoming the Boy King to Vancouver. That's so nice to hear, Mark. Thank you so much. What a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.